Welcome back to DQP Does, Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we cannot find the Heatherton contract in the Dear Spiegel file. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Hi, Shane. Are you excited for Nicolas Cage fucking month? I'm excited for season five of DQP Does. Yes. We also have Dave. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm oh looking forward God. to perfecting my Nicolas Cage impression this entire month. Yeah, holy shit. This week, we are going over Vampire's Kiss from 1988, rated R, an hour and 43 minutes. I, I I don't even what this is a movie. It is a movie. You know, it's been about a year since I drove through Albany in the fall. <sighs> but the I fuck? realized watching this movie why you were so annoyed those entire three episodes. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> but that's why when he's doing this fucking whatever the fuck he's doing that's what it reminded me of was me me doing that fucking accident when i came back from new england yeah i think he was like he wanted to do an accent but couldn't figure out which one he wanted to do yeah so he decided just do all of them yeah like just, just throw them all in there and see what happens yeah uh this movie is is nick cage um that's it <laughs> well, okay, so the the premise of the movie is he's a director of distribution for a a literature company. Yeah. Like a literature distribution, like contract holding bill, uh, company. He's in literature. Yeah. Um, not in the way that you would say it that way. <laughs> like, he, he's a manager. <laughs> like, he doesn't, like, write or, like edit or you know anything like that he's a manager but anyway uh he just says that to get in girls pants um so he's he's a yuppie in new york city in the 80s and he hooks up with this girl that bites him well okay first he hooks up with this different girl and a bat flies in and he gets aroused by the bat, which is what he tells his therapist. Yeah. Uh, so then he goes out. He, he ignores this, this girl who he's actually like dating. Uh, and she breaks up with him. So then he goes out that night and hooks up with this other girl, uh, named Rachel, who is played by, by Jennifer Beals. Uh, she's in a ton of shit. Yeah. Uh, if you go to her page, she's in at least one Star Wars movie or TV show uh, because she's a Twi'lek on, on her IMDb page. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's one of the older movies because she looked pretty young in it, so hmm. I don't know which one. But anyway, so she's a biter. And for some reason, he thinks she's a vampire. Yeah. Well, he cuts himself shaving the and next day. And he cuts himself shaving the next morning. <laughs> but he also, like, makes her coffee and she's not there. And yeah. he's, like, offering 
an empty space the coffee. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's the part of this movie that isn't uh, isn't explained, and it's like what bothers me a lot about the movie. But we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So he starts like just acting strangely, and it it escalates through the movie. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso plays Alva. Um, she's in uh, Running Man. Yes, she is. Yep. Um, she plays a secretary in this movie named Alva, and uh, uh, Nick Cage's character Peter is is supposed to find from before either of them worked there a contract. <laughs> For uh, Frank Heatherton, who had a book published by them, uh, and it got a foreign sale, and he's excited about it, so he wants to frame the contract. So he's trying to he's trying to find the contract in air quotes, but he has a secretary trying to find the contract. Yeah, um, and it appears to be misfiled, so he's just making her search through all these old contracts, uh, which looks like a pile of files on her desk. Yeah. Um, and there's like a tension in between them that continues to escalate as she fails to find it, which isn't her failing so much as just being a enormous uh, amount of work, right? For someone who's already doing a normal amount of work for their day, you yeah. know. So she's like doing both things, and then he eventually convinces her to just do this. Fuck everything else. Got to find it by the end of the week. Um, and he continues, which he makes up, which he makes up because uh, he gets a call from Frank and he's like, hey, you know, don't want you to think it's a rush. I'm like moving and it's not that big a deal anyway. And he like literally has Alva in his office and he tells her that that's that's Frank Heatherton on the phone. Like he's going to chew me out and uh, I want you to hear what I have to do to keep him on as one of our clients. And. Frank is just like, hey, man, like, doesn't know that they're having a problem finding it, just knows that they haven't given it to him yet. He's like, hey, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, you find it, you find it. I know it's been there forever, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. I'm moving. I get that all squared away. And then when I finally do, you know, I'll give you a call. And if you found it, you found it. If you haven't, then, you know, just keep just keep an eye out for it, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. No rush. And he's just like, uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. And then he's like, he just read me the riot act. I couldn't get a word in edgewise. We have, to, we have to have it by the end of the week or he's going to drop us as, uh, as his representation and shit like that. And she's like, Oh, oh okay. I'll try to find it. And he continues to like threaten her and like escalate his like erratic behavior, mostly against her, but also just in general. Um, and he keeps like, seeing this other woman Rachel like at his house and she like just appears out of nowhere and she bites him uh and like it just keeps going mm -hmm. and then eventually he like starts thinking that he's a vampire mm -hmm. uh, it definitely feels like it just keeps going yeah <laughs> yeah uh, he, so, he like looks himself in the mirror and he can like, I'm not plainly there. see yeah. himself but he doesn't see himself uh, he basically has a psychotic break with no outside pressure whatsoever. And we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> and um, continues to act more and more erratically. He, he eats a cockroach and then he eats a 
uh, pigeon. Um, and, pigeon. and then he buys some uh, fake vampire teeth, which he looks at like some nice ones, but they're too much because he had to pay to go pick up Alva at her house because she called in to work because he's like... He like literally chased her down the hall and into the women's bathroom. Yeah, because he's fucking insane. Because he's fucking losing it, and she's like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm gonna find another job, mom." Because she lives with her parents, and because she was a millennial before millennials existed, um, couldn't afford to have her own place. Not that she didn't want to have her own place. Um, so uh, she's like, "Fuck." fuck my shithead boss i'm gonna find another job <laughs> and her mom's like fuck you go go to work yeah uh so he shows up at her house and he is like after he gets her to come with him and he's all nice and stuff then he like turns into a shithead again yeah uh and then he bitches about spending 50 dollars on the cab ride because 50 dollars was a lot to a yuppie with a desk job manager job in new york city with a yeah. nice apartment like, I, I mean, I mean, fifty dollars might have been a lot in nineteen eighty-eight, even for that know. person. <laughs> but uh, so he doesn't have any cash, so he buys like the shitty like quarter, uh, like <laughs> in the egg machine, little egg fucking machine plastic teeth. vampire teeth. And when he puts them in, it like does this reveal like he's fucking Nosferatu, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" He's like walking around like he's, he's Nosferatu. Yeah, he's start, he's like, he, yeah, he starts like hunching, like yeah. doing a hunchback thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So before we get too far away from it, fifty dollars in nineteen eighty eight, which still like this isn't a whole lot, I guess, to like a yuppie in New York City with yeah. a. a that kind of job, uh, but fifty dollars in nineteen eighty eight would be the equivalent to one hundred and twenty five dollars and ninety six cents this today. That's still like expensive. That's still a lot. That's like a lot for a cab ride, I guess. I don't yeah. know how much a cab ride from like downtown to Brooklyn would be though, because she lived in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, Chicago from like one end of Chicago to like the middle of Chicago was like seventy five dollars or something yeah. like that. So it's probably accurate now. Some somewhere close, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so then he like goes out that night after he gets the teeth, and he like goes to prey on someone, but like he can't bite her with the teeth in, so he just bites her, bites her. But he like kills some bitch and like drinks her blood. Yeah, in a club. Like, yeah, it goes. He like breaks. He just like walks into the club too. Yeah, he just like he like punches the bouncer in the gut and just walks in and then he like walks to the back where yeah. like nobody's hanging out and there's just like this one girl sitting at a table doing coke and he just like he like is kind of flirting without talking and then he just like goes to grab her tits and she's like, "Whoa!" and like slaps him, but then he's like, "Nah, I'm just going to eat you." And then he Bites her. Oh, I forgot about him like trying to rape Alva, and yeah, then that's like pretty important. Yeah, he tries yeah. to rape Alva before that, uh, but he doesn't actually. He like sexually assaults he, her. He sexually yeah. assaults, but her. he doesn't like have sex with her. Um, but then he like freaks out about it, and she had she had a pistol that her brother gave her, but he never gave her any bullets. Gave her, the, he gave her blanks. dumbest shit. Well, no, he didn't oh, give her yeah. bullets. Dumbest shit ever. So then she goes when he when he picks her up, he like 
takes her and she's like, oh, hey, can we stop here? I got to give my brother money. And he's like, yeah, whatever, bitch. <laughs> he's like huge cock. He's a fucking huge asshole. Yeah. Uh, so she goes in and she asks him for the bullets and he's like, no, I'm not giving you bullets. You're just supposed to scare people with it. That's not what you do with a gun, people. Don't do that. Uh, so then uh, she's like, well, so-and-so here has a gun. And he's like, he just puts blanks in it. She's like, so give me the fucking blanks. So he gives her the blanks. So she has blanks in this gun. So when he goes to attack Alva, she finds the contract. And yeah. she brings it to him, like, late Friday night. And he's like, no, nah, it's too late. It's too late, Alva. And he starts chasing her. And he chases her all the way into the basement. And she pulls the gun on him. And he's like, do it! Just fucking kill me! And, uh... She knows she can't. And she's crying and, like, pointing the gun at him. And he's like, just do it! Pull the trigger! So she pulls the trigger, but she's, like, kind of pointing it at the floor. And it goes bang, but he doesn't notice that it doesn't ricochet or anything. Um, and she pulls it a couple more times... And then he, like, knocks her down and, like, assaults her and stuff. But then he, like, comes to and uh, he has a hallucination of Rachel. Mm -hmm. um, and then he picks up the pistol and he sits down against the wall and puts the pistol in his mouth and tries to blow his brains out. But it's a blank pistol. So, one, that would still fuck you up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you would probably still die. Uh... But we'll ta I'll talk about it. You My theories about this movie. Yeah. Fake later. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie, so yeah. I don't know. There's there's stuff going on in this movie that some stuff isn't happening. Um, so maybe that didn't happen. I don't know. But anyway, further on, he kills this chick in the bar, and then he sees Rachel in the bar, and she's basically like, yeah, we're done. And he's like, what? And she has a new guy and he's like, yeah, she's with me and they walk off. So then he chases them and then th that never happened. Like he may be hooked up with her once, but like none of the other shit happened because like she's there with this guy and she's just like, hey, who are you? Oh, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Like either acts like she doesn't know him or doesn't actually really remember him. Yeah. Um. And he's, like, freaking out, yelling out that she's a vampire. And everybody's like, what the <laughs> fuck? And they cart him out. And then the people outside make fun of him, and he runs off. And he's full-on mental break at this point. Yeah. He, like, picks up a piece of a plot of a pallet and is, like, asking people on the street to stake him with it. And they're like, what the fuck? Walking off. Um, at this point... Alva has gone, has like been at their house, at her house, just like, you know, understandably just like crying in her bed because yeah. she got fucking assaulted by her boss. Um, and her brother kind of knew what was going on, knew that she was having problems with her boss. So he's like hounding her to tell him what happened. She finally does, and he's like, okay, let's go take care of this motherfucker. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And gets in the car, and they go into town, and they're parked outside of his place, and they're like, let me know when you see him. Um, And this is where it, like, I mean, it, like, the movie's already off the chain. Very much so. But it, like, goes way even further off the chain. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, the whole time he's been seeing this therapist, and he, like, calls her in the middle of the night the night before, and is like, hey, I need a... He's, like, wearing the teeth. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to tell her that he wants to move his appointment up. And he's, like, Sooner. freaking. Sooner. 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 Uh, and she, like, makes it for, like, Monday morning at 730. So he's, like, walking home after the sun has come up. And he's, like, covered in this other girl's blood. And he's got, like, fake vampire teeth in. And is he's just disheveled and fucked up and has, like, a piece of a palette that was, like, kind of sharp looking. And he's, like, walking down the, the street looking like a fucking menace. And he, like, bumps into the corner of a building. And then and he's just, oh, I, I'm in my appointment with my doctor. <laughs> and he's like, I don't need your help anymore. Uh, I just need true love. And she's like, oh, well, if you'd have said that sooner, then we could have saved you both some money. And she's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Well, the girl that comes in after you, she, like, is exactly the same as you. And she just wants love and stuff. And I should have hooked you up. That's not what the therapists do. Um, it's not what they do. No. It's what she says, though. Yeah, it's what she's... fake therapist. Well, it's what Super she illegal. says in, in air quotes. Um so like she this girl shows up and she like talk, tells them you know that they're perfect for each other and he's like hey just so you know I like raped a girl earlier this week and she's like oh you know that's fine his therapist that is like yeah like, whatever what the fuck? Uh, and then he's like oh oh wait one more thing I murdered a girl like a couple hours ago and she's like people get killed in new york city all the time <laughs> and like it keeps bouncing back and forth between like this scene in his therapist office and him just talking to a wall like all fucked up and disheveled and yeah. like like slurring his words and shit um and it's that that scene was probably like the best part of the movie because it was yes. like so fucked up and like just like unnerving and stuff yeah and it was very well acted by nick um but then like he he like finishes having that conversation and he walks off with this girl in air quotes uh and he Mm -hmm. like starts having an argument with her on the way back to his place and then when he gets into his place they're like full-blown like i hate you arguing and then he kicks her out, even though she's not there. He's arguing with no one. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets into his coffin, which is just his couch turned over, and he, like, lifts the couch like it's the lid of a coffin. Um, <laughs> and uh, when he went in, Alva pointed him out to her brother. So her brother goes up to the door, and he breaks in, and he gets in. To yeah, the, tire iron. Yeah, he he like throws the tire iron down when he sees him for some reason. He sees him underneath the couch and he pulls the couch up and like they don't even say anything. Just like Peter just offers him, like puts the 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 piece of the pallet onto his chest and he just like offers it to him, just like fucking kill me. But he doesn't. They don't, they don't say anything. Yeah, and he's just like all right, and he just pushes it into him and kills him and walks away. And, like, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's wild. (laughs) This movie is fucked up. Yeah. It very much has a American Psycho vibes. Yeah, but, like, American Psycho, if they just told... If, like, you took Christian Bale and you were just like... Okay, now, do that take again, but, like... 
funnier. Yeah. Funnier how? Yeah, how to make this funnier? Uh, just like, just speak in a weird accent. Or do a, like, open your eyes as wide as you can and chatter your teeth. Yeah. Or like, just weird shit. Yeah, just like, it's like a, it's like, this is like a dark comedy. Yeah, but like the only as. part that's what it's labeled as, but like the only part that is comical is like how Nick Cage acts. And I don't know that it's because it's Nick Cage. I think it's because the director was just like, I want you to act like you're one of the three stooges in a very serious movie. <laughs> yeah, because like it's based, the story the movie is just a man losing his mind. Yeah. And like when you think of that form, like this is really dark. Like yeah. and like he's like no one's helping him. Like, you know, he's just getting yeah, nobody, brushed like, off. No one knows what's wrong with him. Yeah. And like all the weird shit he's doing, they're just like, you know, either laugh it off or no one sees it. Like when he's like fucking stalking Alba. Yeah. People are just like, oh, ha ha ha. Yeah, that part was fucked up. Like when he's yeah. talking to the other bosses and like yeah. the CEO or the president or whatever, and like uh, they're just like putting it off that he just like chased someone down the hall and into the women's room. Yeah, they're just yeah. like, oh, and they're just like, that's hilarious. Yeah. So that's what, like, to me, this movie is just as a man losing his mind and no, either people not knowing how to help him or not knowing. Yeah. Is my or just not willing to help it? So it's, it's like it could have been a very interesting and fucked up movie. Instead, it's like just fucking weird. Yeah, because of how it's played off. And I don't like I said I don't know necessarily think it's Nick Cage entirely like at fault for that. Right? No, I, I don't think so either. I, th- I think the movie's bad. Yeah, like it's weird, but it's also like weird bad. Like they tried to do. I think it was supposed to kind of be like this artsy interpretation of like someone losing their mind. Yeah. And then they just like, didn't have any integrity as far as like, or maybe any, uh, relation to the type of content. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that could be. He, Cause like, like in it, the it, beginning it's, he's like, he's going through all these things. You're, you're seeing him. It's almost like a, it's like a poorly done montage of like him, like, you know, seducing, like going to work, going to the club afterwards, taking a girl home. And like, you should get the impending idea that this is the cycle of his life in which he lives and that he is unhappy with living this life cycle. Yeah. But instead it's like, I don't I didn't even realize it was supposed to be like kind of played for laughs because it I didn't realize it was a comedy like watching the movie like I didn't look yeah. at IMDb and then I looked at IMDb a minute ago and was like this is labeled as a comedy but like I don't feel like it's a comedy I don't feel like it was in trying to intentionally be funny yeah like it was more just like this thing is so ridiculous people will laugh at it yeah it's definitely and a weird like, tone, weird tone the whole movie yeah and then like should we should should someone be laughing at all of this stuff happening? I think is a really good question too that you yeah. kind of brought up. Like, I laughed several spots mainly because just Nick Cage is you know is acting. I was like, what? Why? But it was like an uncomfortable laughter. It wasn't like, oh, this movie's hilarious. She's like, well, what is yeah, happening? Yeah, I was very uncomfortable. This is a movie. This movie made me nauseous. So I've talked about this before on like the the podcast where mm-hmm. like. 
uh, like movies are so bad sometimes they just like it's hard to like literally physically hard to stomach. Yeah. So like this movie did actually make me nauseous about halfway through when I realized the vampire stuff wasn't supposed to be like real or it was supposed to be ambiguous, which like it's not really ambiguous. Like, yeah, it's really not ambiguous. Uh, he takes the bandaid off and has two puncture wounds. And if he never would have taken the Band-Aid off, that would have been one thing they could have done. Yeah, but when he takes the Band-Aid off, he's, like, in full hallucination of Rachel being there. Yeah, I thought there was another scene where he, like... Oh, no, there is another scene where he starts to take it off, but then doesn't take it all the way off. off, Yeah, yeah. so I guess maybe the scenes he does have it off is just Rachel's there. But, um... But, yeah, no, I I don't know. Like, it's... This this movie was so like fucking off putting and like I hate hating the main character. Like I I don't like if 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 you hate them in a way that like you hate them so much you love them or they have some sort of redemption part like it's different but like I just don't like this main character at all. Yeah. Like there's nothing like for, almost from start to finish. Like there's a few things in the beginning I'm like uh and then like he quickly spirals out of control and it it was just fucking wild and like a lot of it was hard to stomach especially like the way he like treats alva like even before like the assault yeah like, oh yeah it's treating her like thing is yeah. horrible yeah and like i don't know if they thought that that was funny but like i didn't i didn't think that was funny at all no like, i was no. i was like why the fuck is this dude riding her so hard like what the fuck yeah this I don't know. It, it, I agree. It's very off-putting. Yeah, I very much wanted Arnie to show up and punch him in the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to me, like it very much had some American Psycho vibe. No American Psycho has done better. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like a black comedy version of American Psycho, but like with vampires. Only like you don't in American Psycho. The whole thing with the whole thing that bothered me with this movie, like other than it just being written poorly, was like you don't see any of the like pressure that makes him crack. That's yeah. true. That's true. Like he's not under any kind of pressure. There's nothing going on. And like they they could have like Russell said, like they could have like had like more of a cycle of his life and just like as a montage at the beginning of the movie to like say that he's going crazy from the banality of it all. Yeah. Right. But like, they don't do that. They don't do enough of showing what is going on in his life before he starts to go crazy. Yeah. And it's just like, he just goes crazy from, from what a bat getting into his apartment. And then the next chick he hooks up with biting him and that's it. So in uh, on I kind of looked this up on Wikipedia a little bit. They kind of talked about how like his lifestyle is kind of leading him this way. He's just like a yuppie that is you know just wants to make money and fuck girls and like yeah. go to party and do drugs. Yeah, and like that toll on his mental state. Right, but they don't like they don't show it. In they the movie. don't show that. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. had to look it up on fucking <clears throat> Wikipedia yeah. to understand what made him crack. Like that is awful. Like, yeah, that should not happen. They should like toward the end of the movie. They could have even done something like you know he starts foaming at the mouth. Like it could have been like a whole warning about rabies. Yeah, he actually got be... bitten by the fucking bat and he yeah. didn't realize it, and he had rabies. Like that would have yeah. made the movie better. 
Agreed. Like, I mean, there's still like a lot wrong with it other than, you know, a casual explanation of why the fuck he's losing his mind. But it would have actually given us something. Yeah. Like, you know, because I kept waiting for something. I was like, I'm going to like, okay, the vampire thing must be real. And then the final interaction with Rachel, like, leads you to believe that the vampire thing isn't real. Yeah. And so like he could what I thought where I thought it was going about halfway through the movie was I thought it was I thought he was ghouled and this was going to be like a cautionary tell because uh, this is something we haven't really seen in vampire movies. The ghouls is is yeah. like ghouls and them never really becoming vampires. That's like true, it's not yeah. it, it's always it's you just it's in them somewhere, but it's never like from the perspective of the ghouled. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought maybe that's what this was. And I got a little excited. And I was like, well, it's still bad. But like, maybe this is like, you know, she's going to tell him at the end of the movie that he's not worthy of becoming a vampire and all he'll ever, all he will ever be is a ghoul. Right. And I was like, that's where I thought it was headed. And when she has the conversation with him in the last hallucination he has with Rachel, it. It almost seems like that's where it's going. Yeah, because she mentions like you know you're antisocial. You have yeah, you know. there's so much antisocial behavior. Yeah, like what the what the fuck was the point of even like like saying that if yeah. you weren't going to like give us any payoff on what was actually wrong with him too? I mean, yeah, that's fair. Like it, so that, that's where I thought it was going, and then it didn't go there, and I was like, what the fuck is the point? And then I just kept watching, and I was like, there's no point to this movie, like. At what point did Nicolas Cage read the script and go, oh, yeah, I want to do this movie? Like, I mean, also, he's notorious for not reading scripts, but... <laughs> and he doesn't really turn anything down, really. No. Just like, you got to roll for me, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. Put the bunny back in the box. There is a, there's a, there's a funny Connor. thing where... Uh, That's a good movie, though. It is a good movie. Seth Rogen went, because Nicolas Cage was in line to do the Green Hornet movie. And Seth Rogen went to go meet with him about the Green Hornet movie. And Nicolas Cage's audition was him reading a script in, I think, French. And he had memorized some French monologue. And then Seth Rogen sat there in Nicolas Cage's living room while Nicolas Cage went through this whole like French monologue. And the entire time, I guess him and him and Seth left and was like, I don't think he read the script at all. <laughs> <laughs> or Evan, him and Evan left. And uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, but Gilby's like, so we just like didn't call him back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, he saw a script. Like, yep, that's what I'll do. I don't. I mean, I don't know. There, the redeeming value of this movie is the memes. Yep. We yeah. Should, there, a few of the memes that we've seen for years, like came from, from, this. from this now, movie. make more sense. Yeah. yeah. Him running down the street. I'm a vampire. I'm, I'm a vampire. vampire. Yeah. <laughs> the just like the crazy face he makes at Alva. Um, <laughs> I can't even do the face. Yeah. That hurts my you eyes. You can't fucking yeah. open your eyes wide enough. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> it's good audio, guys. This is great audio. <laughs> yeah, I can't stretch my mouth like that. Um, we should have watched that movie about Jim Carrey being a vampire. Once bitten. Once bitten, yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just uh, I can't really comment on his acting performance because, like, a couple of the parts where like the part was made sense, it was good. Yeah, but then like I f- really feel like somebody was telling him to act like he was fucking like Curly in a serious movie, and I'm just like, you can't judge him for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I I also agree with you. Like, I don't necessarily feel like this is after Raising Arizona, by the way. Yeah, this movie is after one of his like best performances. Yeah. So like, f- it can't. There's no way that it's his fault. Like I can't, I can't believe that either. Yeah. Like it has to be the directing. But he's fucking hammed it up so fucking hard. Yeah. And I can't believe that it wasn't asked for. And if it wasn't asked for, that they didn't go. Okay, how about we do it the opposite of that? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like it would have. Like I think the. Uh, so so this the the sexual assault of Alva was extremely unnecessary. Um and like I'm not saying like you should never show like rape scenes or Yeah, but like, it was also like just out of nowhere because but, there was no like hey, I'm attracted to this woman or like right. him hitting on her or anything. He was just being a complete shithead right. to her like a shithead boss. Yeah. And there, then it was she was just like she was just randomly like oh my god don't rape me and he was like yeah i'm gonna rape you and we were i was like what the fuck just happened yeah Yeah, exactly like like this is like there you know i i I don't think it should be you i don't think rape or sexual assault should be used as a uh shock value type thing i know like we've 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 fallen into this trap no, well, not we, but like Hollywood and like some shows and some movies and stuff have fallen into this trap where fiction like, has fallen into this trap. Fiction, yeah. yeah. You you already hate this character. Uh, you're demeaning and demoralizing this other character that people love. I'm not saying you never incorporate these things, but you, when you're writing that, you have to be careful. Yeah. Like it has to make sense. It has to fit the story. And like I know this came out in 1988, where like we weren't as uh considerate socially aware or socially aware like you know they weren't trying to be as considerate about these things but like still at the same time how do you write the scene and go oh yeah that totally fits yeah like a it doesn't fit like you said he's not attracted to alva he so he he wants to what like rape her out of the like meanness in just his like heart the power dynamic yeah yeah like that is a poor reason to use it yeah at all ever in the last 150 years of movie making <laughs> well, yeah like you literally could have just like pushed her and she hit her head and that could have been like the same effect yeah yeah, yeah. or so, like a better version better effect than what happened yeah and so like that that's one of the spots where i think the movie is poorly written uh to and to watch watch him treat alva that way for like the entire movie and then to go that far like it was unnecessary yeah yeah agreed and then the scene like like this could have been a great like cautionary tell movie where like you show someone this and you're like hey this is like these people like this really exist in society and like you need to be able to like see them and point them out and know like that these people are out are out there and exist and like this movie could have had a message Mm. 
and it just doesn't have a message. <laughs> yeah, he just dies, and like, there's no. Yeah, which like by the end of the movie, I do. That's I. I do hope that's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. about halfway yeah. through, I'm like, I hope you kill this guy, and then he, you know, assaults Alva, and I'm like, I I hope somebody kills this guy by the end of this movie. Yeah, and then or... he like randomly kills some chick in a fucking nightclub. Nightclub. Yeah. She's hanging by herself doing coke. What the fuck is it? Yeah, this is like the. It's wild and yeah. makes no sense. I don't know how to feel about this movie. It's weird. Awful. It's, it's, I mean, I didn't like hate it, hate it, but like it is very off putting. And like I caught myself uncomfortably laughing mainly because of like the acting. Yeah. It's like, what is happening? Why? Yeah. And like I enjoy some of those parts. Yeah. But then like it's just written so poorly and it makes no sense to why he's hamming it up like that. There, there's a few parts throughout the movie where basically like he gets upset. At Alva for spending the money on the cab. And there's a part, I think one or two parts before that, where he's also kind of like upset about money. And then there's the scene where he goes to buy teeth. Yeah. And he's like, basically discovers he has like $4 in his pocket. Yeah. And like, but there's no, there's, there's no part in that scene where he's like, he's just like, oh fuck basically. And he's like, you, what do you got that's cheaper? There's no part in that scene where he, like, wigs the fuck out of her not having money. Right. Like, it would have been more effective for him to kill that guy and take what he actually wanted. Yeah. And then be mumbling about money on the way out the door than the scene with Alva. Yeah. Agreed. And it would have had a little bit more of, like, okay, he's stressed out about money. Like, clearly he's got himself behind or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um... But that scene with the teeth, like, I did enjoy that scene. It was mildly comical. Yeah. Um, just because just it's, I mean, I mean, he goes in and he's, the guy's talking about the differences between the fake teeth and, like, it's, it's like an interesting scene. And then the other interesting scene is him talking to the therapist, which is the only interesting scene where he's talking to the therapist. Uh, I I liked the misfiled part. Oh yeah, the misfiled part was good. Yeah, because that was like such a that was such a real thing. Yeah, to be upset about. I, I don't know about talking to your therapist about it. I would talk <laughs> to my therapist about people misfiling stuff. It pisses me <laughs> off. You guys, you guys don't like depend on finding stuff in files very much. I do every day, and it drives me insane. Yeah, I, I do all of something. my own filing at work now, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, I didn't know what a file is. <laughs> well, yeah. So the the scene where he's talking about the filing, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one is pretty interesting because it feels so real. And then the other one that's fake when he's talking, when yes. she's not actually that there. one is yeah. excellent, and I love that one. But it's like at the end of the movie, and it's like the the maybe the second or third thing that I've liked about the movie, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it doesn't fit. It's like, it's just like you you know that he's been having, like, hallucinations, but, like, he just, like, bumps into a wall, and then is all of a sudden yep. at his therapist. Yeah. And you're just like, if there had been more scenes of that where you saw what was really happening, and you saw the hallucination, I feel like that would have tied all that stuff together more yeah and they just didn't they didn't do that until the very last one and it's just like what the fuck yeah oh, i'm a vampire by the way it's a long story yeah i don't know uh do we want to go down to the corner 
Yeah, I'd go down the corner. Yeah, let's go down to the corner. You guys go to the corner? Yeah. yeah. Those are most of my thoughts on the movie. Let's um, stalk on down to the corner because we're vampires. Dave's Trivia Corner! Yep. Welcome to Dave's Trivia Corner, where the point of this corner is for you to say, who needs a vampire here? No, probably not. Russell, are you trying to be a vampire? No. Good. I was trying to be a vampire. I'm a vampire. Lurch my head forward and curve my back and like grab Careful. a board. It hurts. Very close to being a vampire. Careful. <laughs> nope. Don't. What was that? That was not me. Do you need to fuck off until Halloween, bro? <laughs> or <Yeah>. Valentine's Day. <laughs> or Valentine's Day. It's like hearts pumping blood and stuff. All right. You guys ready for some hot trivia? Sure. Some regular trivia. Nicholas Cage, playing Peter Lowe, ate a real cockroach for this film. It reportedly took three takes. He once said about the experience, every muscle in my body didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway. I thought that that scene, like, because when, I was, when I was, that scene comes up, I was like, no, no. Okay, switch to the fake one. Switch, switch, switch. No, switch to the fake one. <laughs> and he puts his mouth and I was like, that looked too real. <laughs> For the 80s, yeah. Yep. Because it was real. Gross. Uh, Christian Bale had used Nicolas Cage's performance in this film as inspiration for his role in Patrick as Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. The, yeah. The characters and films share striking similarities. Yeah, except one is good. Yeah. 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 Uh, the cockroach... Has a message. And it makes sense. Yeah. The cockroach scene... This is a second. There's more trivia. Oh, okay. The cockroach scene was entirely Nicolas Cage's idea, a decision he greatly regretted later on. Uh, Cage also received a number of calls from animal rights activists about the scene and defended his action by asking them if they could honestly declare they had never used a can of Raid in their homes. Okay. <laughs> there, there's A, neat. <laughs> B and C. B... Why did he come up with that <laughs> if he didn't want to do it? And then see, fuck those animal rights people. It's a fucking cockroach. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. It's neat, though. All right. Continuing Why? on. Why? Uh, Peter's strange accent is supposed to be a fake accent used by the character because he thinks he sounds more elegant and smarter, hence the literacy agent job. Uh, literary, sorry. I'm not even literate. Uh, the accent <laughs> comes and goes throughout the film and is more prominent when trying to impress people and less in scenes with people like the psychiatrist. Yep. Yeah. It's also terrible. Yep. Um, in 2018, in a 2018 GQ interview, Nicolas Cage stated that this is his favorite film he had made. Probably because of how much fun he had. He probably had fun Because I bet doing he it. had a lot of fun. Also, Nicolas Cage, if you're listening, sorry we're shitting all over your favorite movie you've yeah. done. <laughs> I hope you agree with some of the shit that we've said. Please come on the show. <sighs> We, we, this month is for you, buddy. Oh, man, what if next month we get him? Next year we, he comes out. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be awesome. Someone email him. NicholasCage at gmail.com. Uh, 
I don't think that's his email address, but maybe. <laughs> Try it. Uh, in the DVD commentary, director Robert uh, Byerman reveals that the furniture and glass Peter destroys in his apartment after Jackie dumps him is all real furniture and glass. Uh, the scene can only be shot in one take. <clears throat> uh, two cameras were on the set for the shot, and one of them broke. He still can't believe how he allowed Cage to perform such a potentially hazardous stunt. Yeah, that's real dumb. Yeah. That's a lot of glass. Yeah, glass tables everywhere. And yeah. he broke like a mirror and a bunch of glassware. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, I got a couple more. Uh, at first, it might seem strange behavior or over-the-top acting, but as Nicolas Cage meanders through the crowd in the club scene and up to when he attacks the girl, you'll notice he's actually mimicking the movements of Nosferatu in the original vampire film from the silent era. He was doing that longer than that. He was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did right. like that, though. That was neat. Yeah. When, when he starts thinking that, that he's a vampire, neat. he starts acting like Nosferatu. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, two more. Okay. During the scene where Peter Lowe catches a pigeon, the pigeon was actually drugged in order for Nicolas Cage to easily catch it. Cage wasn't told that the pigeon was drugged. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, that was amusing. Did he really eat the pigeon? I don't think he ate the pigeon. I could see the animal rights people calling about that. <laughs> yeah, they would definitely call about that. Yeah. Also, pigeons got lots of diseases. Uh, last sky one. rats, sky rats. Yeah. Uh, this last one. This is from the spoilers part of the INDB. Okay. I don't always do this. Uh huh. Because I forget it's there. Um, <laughs> the shots of Low walking down the street at the end, clear, uh, clearly mad and talking to himself, were filmed with a long lens from a distance. The people walking past him are actual folks unaware that a movie is being filmed. For example, the couple that Low says, I'm a vampire, kill me, to, uh, to while holding a stake, are not actors, but real pedestrians <laughs> passing by who have no idea they're filming a scene. <laughs> Their I'm reactions sorry. are genuine. If a dude... If I, if I was, like, walking down the street, and a dude walks up to me with a pallet board and blood all over his face... And is like, I'm a vampire, kill me. I'm going to push that fucking pallet board into his chest. What the fuck? I thought that was why, like, in that scene, like, I wonder, like, that can't be actors, right? Like, like that's just, that's just people. Yep, that was just people. I did. I was like, man, I bet those extras got a lot of jobs after this. <laughs> nope. Jesus. They were uh, on their way to their real jobs. Getting harassed by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, they tried that now to be like, is that Nicolas Cage? Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, I would do. They had to redo the takes and be like, Nicolas Cage? What are you doing? <laughs> is this a movie? Am I in a am movie? I, am I in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Damn it. No, I'm not in a movie. Fuck. All right. That's all I had for Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Ooh, neat. I thought that was pretty neat. All right, are you guys ready to rate this? I'd oh. rate it. Oh man, I'll be honest. I don't know how to rate it. I know how to rate it. I'm gonna give this movie a two. I'm gonna give it a two because it's a movie. 
and there's a couple parts that I thought were good or interesting. Uh, and that's it. Like the rest of it was pretty shit. Um, yeah, that's, that, I mean, we've, we've basically shit on this movie enough, I think. So yeah. I'm going to give it a two Russell. Uh, the pacing is terrible. Uh, the acting sometimes amusing. So I feel like was not di- given very well direction at all. Um, the length of the movie is unnecessary. Mm. It has unnecessary scenes. Uh, part of the pacing problem. Part of the pacing problem is also that it takes too long for him to lose his fucking mind because it feels like he's losing his mind over the course of like a couple months, like weeks, not months, but definitely a couple of weeks. Um, and there's just lots of stuff in there that I just didn't need. Uh, I was very annoyed at the contract stuff being a main plot point. Yeah. Hey, did you find this? No. Hey, you need to find this. 17 times. Yeah. It's like I I don't I don't I don't know what the fuck. Um I will dub this since you didn't chain. I will dub this the worst movie that we've watched on the show. Okay. For the show. For the show, yes. Worst movie we've watched for the show. Okay. I think I'd rather watch Repo a Genetic Opera again. It's all right. What'd you say? You don't have Repo. to say that again. Oh, fuck. Genetic Opera. Oh. Ow. Every time you say that, every time you like, you're saying something and like, my mind just, my brain yeah. just hurts. No, I never thought that I would say that sentence. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure I'll say it again. At some point. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I don't I don't even like I've refrained from rating movies a zero before just because they get made. Um so I guess I gotta give it a point five. Woo. Damn. Dave. I don't even know, man. This movie is wild. It's weird. I laughed at it, but I think mainly because I was uncomfortable. Because yeah. I don't know what was happening, and weird shit like that makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not paced well. It is entirely too long. Nicolas Cage's acting, I mean, I loved it, but like, I don't know why it was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, like a four? It's generous. Okay, four and a half. <laughs> Went up. <laughs> I don't know. Four. I, it's okay, I, Dave. You can you be can, the shining light in the darkness. Yeah, you I, can give it whatever you want. It was, I don't know, it was weird. I, 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 there was issues with it, but I, I, I enjoyed parts of it. Like you said, the the scene with uh, the psychiatrist at the end, yeah. I thought that was great. Uh, and it just made me laugh uncomfortably. Yeah. So, I don't know. Four. Okay. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of DQB Does, where we uncomfortably watched a vampire's kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back next week, where we Please. hopefully don't hate Snake Eyes. No, there's no way we can hate Snake Eyes. Well, I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, <laughs> so I haven't either. We'll see. I have it on tape. Next week, we're watching Snake Eyes, also a Nick Cage movie, because January. 
We are starting season five of DQB Does with January, the month of Nick Cage. Because we need to appreciate Nick Cage yeah, more. Um, but maybe not this movie. <laughs> Probably Snake Eyes. Uh, but we'll see. So come back next week, please. I'm we're sorry we made you watch this. Uh <laughs> Please come back. Please come back. Baby, um, come back. You can find us. You can blame it all <laughs> on us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, searching Drafty Quarters Productions. We have Twitter and Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, we have our own subreddit, r slash Drafty Quarters. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon. Please subscribe to our $1 tier. So that we can get a thousand subscribers uh, at a dollar, because if we got a thousand dollars a month, then we couldn't quit our jobs, but we could buy new equipment, um, and that would be great. And maybe we buy a cameo from Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, we should I'll do check that. into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for listening. Um, thanks for coming out. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Alva, there is no one else in this entire office that could possibly ask to do such a horrible job. You're the lowest on the totem pole here, Alva. The lowest. Do you realize that? Every other secretary has been here longer than you, Alva. Every one. And even if there was someone who is here even one day longer than you, I still wouldn't ask that person to partake in such a miserable job as long as you were around. That's right, Alva. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible job. Sifting through old contract after old contract, I couldn't think of a more horrible job if I wanted to. And you have to do it. You have to. Or I'll fire you. You understand? Do you? Good. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.